Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I still, I told you this last time I was on your show. I was telling the audience, like, you, I can't believe people get Drew Barrymore every day. Like, it's amazing. We can talk about this in there. All right. Well, I'll, I want to keep talking, but I, okay, I'll start. Welcome back to the Drew's News Podcast, where we're giving you all the fun, quirky, and inspiring, and yes, informative stories that exist in the world. And this week, we have fellow podcast host, New York Times bestselling author, Um, and my dear friend, Danny Pellegrino. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I love you. Danny, I love you. It was your birthday recently? It was October 9th. How did you celebrate? I uh, went I, I went home. I visited my family. I had My mom did a nice little dinner for me. She gave me a good anti-aging tip too, which what? was so crazy. Okay, so after dinner, my brothers and their kids, they all leave the house and I sit down with my mom. She's like, Dan, I got some advice for you on aging. And I'm thinking she's going to give me these like wise words or something. And she's like, my mom told me this and I need you to know that when you sit, you need to stand up quick. It'll take 20 years off your age. Everyone will think you're a young person when you get up quick. Like she was acting like it was like the most wise words you would ever share with somebody. But the whole thing was just like to stand up fast. You got to stand up fast, Dan. Okay. Then I have to admit something to you that happened the other night to me on a date. Um, I'm on a date. I twisted my ankle like, God, nine months ago now. And but it still really hurts. And I tore ligaments and like my foot is just straight up screwed up. And I was on a date and I stood up to go to the bathroom (laughs) and it like kicked in the pain. And so I like waddled away from the table. And I was like, well, that's not sexy. It's hard. So I I would have loved for your mom to see that moment. Not only did I not stand up fast, I didn't walk away. I waddled away. It makes sense. Like with a limp. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. She just said people, she told me this. She's like, people think you're an old lady if you get up slow. And she said, my mom told me that. And I was like, it's maybe not PC, so I apologize for sharing, but it was like that. I just want your mom to know that I let my date the other night know that I was a senior citizen. (laughs) Um, all right. Hard. Well, you've been it's covering hard. a lot of housewives on your podcast, Everything Iconic. And as a non-watcher myself, what are the main draws okay. for you? So here's the thing, Drew. And we talked about this when you were on my show a little bit. But what I think is so fascinating about this is that it, housewives show women over 50 running businesses, dealing with divorce, death, kids, 
everything. So a lot of people think of Housewives as just the fighting. But unfortunately, even on scripted TV, there's not a lot of outlets where women over 50 are doing all of these other things. So like this, the fights are what get picked up by the media. Mm. But there's a lot of other like layers to the show. And I people certainly like the drama. Of course, we like that too. But I think that's something that's sort of underrated about it. It's like, where else on TV are we seeing women over 50 dealing with the death of their husbands and, and loss of their businesses, starting new businesses, their kids going away to school, their kids, whatever. And unfortunately, you know, we— You need to be their PR agent well, for people like me who do think that it might just be too much fighting for them. Because I don't—I remember Victor Fresco, I signed on to do this show, Santa Clarita Diet, and he was like, I do not want to watch this couple fight. And as someone who was entering a divorce, I was like, that is what I need in my life right now. Yeah. Like, I really don't, I can't handle watching people fight. It upsets my soul too yeah. much, my psyche. I get uncomfortable. I'm like, I want to run away. Yeah. I'm not here to say that there's no fighting because people know that I'm not going to bullshit and say there's no fighting on these Right. Shows. No, of course. They have that and that's fun. And it's, it's, I'm of the, of the variety where it's like, I feel like I get my drama out by watching it. Like I'm so not dramatic in real life that I feel like I get it all out of my system when I see it on TV. Well, you've just brought so much more context to the show. Yeah. You though, what's been so interesting about your show and I don't, I, I hope you take this in the spirit it's given, but when it was first announced you're doing the show, I thought, oh, an a, you're an A-list celebrity. And in the past, I feel like that hasn't worked well with talk shows because it sometimes feels like they don't, what do they care about whatever the guest is, right? Like they they don't care about this person's movie or something. They're not a, a fan or whatever. But then what was so brilliant or was so juicy about your show and it, and I feel like you guys have just been so good this season especially, but it's like you're able to tap in in, with similar experiences to these people. And as a viewing audience, it's like so juicy to watch you sit and be able to connect with, I, I think I was watching Jeanette McCurdy, yeah. right? You had that connect on these experiences that I couldn't connect with on. And it's like so fun to watch that as a, a fan of pop culture and a fan of you and, and some of the people you have on your show. I just think it's been so brilliant. And it's the thing that I feel like a lot of the other actors turned talk show hosts have been missing. Does that make sense? I, I hope I don't throw anyone else I, out of the bus. <laughs> I don't feel that you are. I don't even know it necessarily who we're referring to, so I'm just making it a generalization. It's just hard to survive or thrive in these types of jobs. They're so much uh, more difficult than I think people let on. Mm -hmm. um, but it's funny. You know, I would go on talk shows myself and – I always felt like we sort of boosted up celebrities. First of all, I hate that word so much. Like, let's reduce your life's work down to a Movie. fame of yeah. 15 minutes type of term. You know, I just, I hate that. I call it the C word. And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that other C word. Okay. Sorry. Our first story <laughs> um, is, uh, well, actually, this is pretty pertinent. This is speaking about women. Um, Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez posed together recently at a gala event in the wake of the enduring claims that Haley played a role in Selena's breakup with Justin in 2018. <sighs> Thoughts? You know, I love that they're able to move on. And I think the, they both have huge fan bases. Obviously, Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, Haley, they have these hum very intense fan bases. And so I, I think it was good that they were able to pose together and say, like, we've moved on. Hopefully you all can move on. So 
I, I don't know. I think those, yeah, what do you think? I couldn't love it more. Yeah, yeah. I, you said on your podcast about how much I love when women love women yeah. and what an important thing that is for me, an important mission and storytelling and tone and life and friendship, just everything. Like, let's empower each other and be sisterly and be good and not fall prey to these stupid archetypal cliches that are just so toxic and stupid. Um, this is also a great example of how to shut it up and down mm -hmm. immediately. Like the next time you're having a supposed social media or a public feud with someone, show up at their house and take a picture. It'll go away mm -hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I, Selena seems so sweet to me. I, I, Yeah. She just seems like the sweetest human being ever. Oh, yeah, you were in the picture with her. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, wait. Yes, the picture. Did, did you get to know her? At the, the Last way? Supper. Did you get to know her a little bit? Um, yes, and she's she was absolutely lovely. And I don't really know her nor Haley. I just am like, I hate when people pit women yeah, yeah. against each other. Well, and there's something about these fan bases now with social media. It gets really intense. I actually met Selena at a, a restaurant once, and we, had, we were sitting at a table and, like, hanging out, and I took a picture and posted it. And... I, the, I was shocked at how intense the fan base was. No one said anything mean because it was a nice picture and everything. But it was like, I never saw anything like that. I mean, obviously, she's a huge rock star and stuff. But it was amazing to me just the reach of it, where mm -hmm. it was like all these fan accounts reposting and stuff like that. And I it was just surprising to me. And I think that happens more with musicians, like the... Uh, if you tweet about a pop star or something, it's like intense fan bases. Yes. People, you know, it's a different kind of vibe. And so I think it's good when they're able to come together and, and just tell the fan bases like, hey, look, we're cool. So don't go after each other. There's no need. I just think it's a class act. Yeah. And it just shows that both of them are above all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And that is the way to handle a situation. May it be an example for many people who are pitted against each other in the future. Okay, Danny, we have to go to a break and uh, we will be right back. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Our next story, Oprah says that she literally hiked her butt off to fit into her old clothes, claiming that she's been able to shop her own closet again thanks to daily hikes. Thoughts? You know, I like a hike. 
I <laughs> I enjoy a hike. Yeah, I think what's so fascinating to me about this is that Oprah is someone who we've all watched since the late 80s, 90s. I don't know when her show started, but her body and her weight has always been a topic of discussion. And it's just sort of shocking to me that still in 2022, I, of course, remember that time on her show when she brought out the wagon. Yep, with the you meat. Know, meat. And it's like the fat. It's, it's almost it's trippy to almost think like, oh, the more things change, the more things stay the same. We're in 2022, and we're still kind of discussing yeah. that she's been able to shop in her own closet again for yeah. old clothes. That's nice though to be able to shop in the closet again. <laughs> yeah, I get rid of everything that I don't fit yeah. in anymore because I don't have very much. I just have a couple pairs of sweatpants and vintage T-shirts. So. You know, when I don't fit into the sweatpants, they go back in, you know, another area and they come back out again. Like, but you're right. I do think that it's pretty toxic that we watch a pendulum swing on anybody's body, man or woman. Yeah. And I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe this is a different scenario because Oprah's let us in on that journey for so many years. You know, I think part of it is also... That's a good point. Herb saying, like, this is my struggles that is something we can all relate to because I think m- many people relate to their weight. I personally think m- my weight changes and fluctuates different times. And so I think that is something that's also really relatable about her. And she's kind of, I think, given us the go-ahead a little bit to say, these are my struggles. Maybe you have the similar ones. And so I don't take it as maybe bad as when the press or media picks up on somebody else's uh, whether it be weight struggles or fluctuations, because I think that's part of Oprah's relatability to all of us. I do love um, Oprah, though. I miss the Oprah show every day of my life. I feel like she's ever-present. Yeah. Um, okay, our third story. After seven years, this is a big one for me. Trevor Noah has announced that he will be leaving The Daily Show. Danny, yeah. who would you like to see take over? Well, I think I'd read that there might be a, like a rotating panel or something. And I think that's a good idea or like having a panel. No, no. Do you think there needs to be like one head of state there? I, I don't know why that didn't, that that just fe- felt floating to me. Mm. Um, I think when Trevor Noah was announced, it was like, you're going to have to build trust with this person. And it's a little chaos to be like, we're just going to try some things. And like, maybe if something works, like there's no plan. Like in parenting, this would not work. So I don't know why in programming it will work. Um, I I think people need to make decisions so that we can all get behind something. That's interesting you say that because it also makes the, the audience will take the lead of the show. And so it also will make the audience be a little bit on the edge of their seat. Like what's going on or confused or something. So I think you are probably right. Like they do need to have someone definitively to say, this is our head of the show. This is our North star. I had like two casting ideas, Amy Poehler, Oh, love her. Miss um, her on TV. Because it'd be nice to see a woman mm-hmm. in that position or in late night in general. It has to be the right woman. I, I think the Daily Show is an interesting thing in that John Stewart, John Oliver, Steve Carell, Stephen Colbert, you know, Samantha B. What alumni that mm. this institution has established. Um, I do think that people at the helm. Um, of The Daily Show, like a Trevor and a John who have been their most permanent positions, there was something slightly at the end of the day, no matter how satirical, no matter how biting or tough the information was as medicine just go down, there was like a comforting thing Mm -hmm. about all the people on that show. So 
total snark, like, just won't mm. work. So mm. I hope they find someone who you know has humanity inside of them because that's what's worked right. about that institution yeah. and why so many people have matriculated out of it. It's brilliant. Another person I wouldn't mind uh, being discussed in the Daily Show world is Hassan Minaj. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love him. Yeah. Um, but I just, I want to hear names, not like, we're just going to have a rotation. Right. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I we want to, we need someone. The Daily Show is an institution that mm -hmm. has a deep responsibility to engage a younger generation in what's happening in the mm -hmm. world. You can't, you got to find someone and you've got to find yeah. someone and back them. I also don't know if, a, you know, I mentioned having like a panel or something and that might be tough. I think they do need one person. They can have the other people. Like they well, can they're have the... doing a panel with Corden in his new oh, is show. That what doing? They, I think they want to go back to like a Chelsea Lately type of thing, which really was ahead of its time. Didn't Chelsea say she wants to do Late Night again? I think I was just seeing in an interview. She's like, I would like to. She's like, I'm throwing my name back in the ring for Late Night, which she was so good to me. It's like, well, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> they want to try a Chelsea Lately. Maybe go back to the source and do. Yeah, yeah do I mean, Chelsea. She I loved it. watching her show. Yeah, I did too. It was pop culture. It was yummy. It was timely. It was, you know, very right for this world. And it wasn't happening at that time, but it, it would make sense now. And one of the great things about Chelsea lately was she brought on all these new comedians and, and yeah. introduced faces. And one of the reasons I'm so grateful to you is because you certainly didn't have to have me on your show. I'm no one. And you did. And I'm so, I'll never be more, I can never express how grateful I am because everybody it, is someone. I think the world of you, and I think you're you know, voice and attitude and research and outlook resonates with people clearly. And I um, I think it's so important to also like work with people that you are personally into and that you engage with. Maybe shows that create a formula where you're doing what you think you're supposed mm -hmm. to be doing. Like, why not just do what you're really into? And right comedians, pop culture, news, information, discussion, like that is my happy place. And so I wanted to do that on this show. And I, I hate, I always like talk about Rosie O'Donnell and it's probably exhausting to anyone who listens to my show. Well, but, you're sitting here but, with one of the producers of it, so. Right, if I, her doing Broadway on her show all the time, it was like, I was a kid in Ohio that didn't have access to yeah. Broadway. I didn't give That's a about it. That's what she loved. She loved it and it made me love it and be interested in it and get By to know way, it. she loved Tom Cruise and she kept talking about Tommy, it. Can and you hear guess me? what? Yeah, he was on the show. He showed up. Yeah. Her right. finale was like him mowing the lawn. It was like the last shot of that whole show was him <laughs> mowing the lawn. And people give her shit all the time because she's like, they say, you're a lesbian. Like, why did you always say that? And she always would say on the show, though, she just wanted him to like pour her lemonade and mow her lawn. She wasn't interested in sex. I also, I am not thinking like when yeah. I would love a Tom Cruise that like something will come out of it. I just want to meet someone who's been an icon to me since we were both a lot younger Wait. and he's sustained and maintained. He only kind of gets better. The guy has like the most infallible ethic. He's like an almost not human, but like I've just loved him so long. Yeah. He'll I mean, you can't sexualize everything. That's not the point. Right. Okay. So Our last story. The long-awaited Sister Act 3 is finally happening. Whoopi Goldberg has expressed interest in having stars like Kiki Palmer, Lizzo, Nicki Minaj. They all want it. She wants them all included in the sequel saying, I want everybody. I want as many people who want to have some fun because I really desperately need to have some fun. 
Danny, who would you like to see appear in the film? Well, the original Sister Act, it was offered to Bette Midler, the Whoopi Goldberg role. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so— I can't see anybody but Whoopi. I know. I And Whoopi's amazing in it. And I those are two of my favorite movies of all time. But I think it would be fun to see Bette show up in there. And I think Bette was maybe on The View or something. It came up somewhere. Maybe I read it in an interview or something. And who doesn't want to watch Bette Midler? And it'd be so fun because she's also got a great voice and— I think that would be really fun. So You're right. She, and, I love that. And Kiki Palmer, to me, is like the one of the greatest young stars we have. I, I think she's so incredibly talented. And talk about talk shows gone too soon. Like she did that, I think it was like GMA3 or something where it was her and- Yep. Um, Michael Strahan, uh, and, that hour. Uh, yeah. Anything she does, she I think- She can do anything. She can do no like wrong. She can act. She can sing. She and can so sell she, stuff. She can merch. She amazing. can build things. She can host game shows. She can do music. She can do acting. Like, there's really nothing, no box Kiki Palmer doesn't check. Yeah. So her comedy, her improv, her character. It's like insane. Her books. Her she books, writes books. Even just like watching her interview people or, or getting interviewed is so joyous. Like she's able to, and she's had so many memes and gifts and everything go viral because she's just so likable, talented. I mean, I can't say enough good things about Kiki Palmer. I think she's just the best. I agree. Yeah. And I, especially if we're going for Sister Act 3, if they're looking to incorporate a new generation or I don't know what the story is. If uh, I, I think I was reading like maybe uh, Whoopi's Mother Superior now, which was the Maggie mm-hmm. Smith role or... Uh, maybe we could have Bet as the Mother Superior role, but I can't wait for Sister Act 3. I mean, the second one at the time it was released, like what didn't get really good reviews, but it became such a phenomenon for people because it was A, so diverse at a time when we weren't getting a lot of diverse stories. I mean, the kids in that movie or the the young people in that were all different shapes, sizes, colors, which was which I think was part of the appeal, but also it was just joyous, great music. I remember watching with my brothers that end scene, like the medley scene where all the kids are singing and we rented the VHS and just watched it over and over again and just kept rewinding the VHS because it was so much joy. And and I'm of the opinion that we need more. I, I'm so glad Julia and George are coming back with this rom-com ticket to yes, paradise. Yes, I saw it. Was it good? Oh, it's so I can't good. Wait. I but love it. I, I need that spirit back. And I also, I love, I miss the 90s when there was like a musical number in movies, just like yeah. <laughs> if I think of Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion where they have that dance time after time scene or or in Stepmom when they do Ain't No Mountain High Enough or uh, First Wives Club, You Don't Own Me. Like I I just miss kind of having some of that weird quirky joy. I think too many movies now are, we talk about how they're done by commission or with streaming services. Oftentimes they're like, uh, they have a, a template. And in the 90s, I think movies were a little weirder because they weren't so run by committee. They weren't so... Uh, trying to be some exact replica of a successful movie. So we got these weird moments. Like if you watch Romeo Michelle's High School Reunion, there's this moment where Lisa Kudrow's character gets hit by a car and like flies up and so so funny. It's the greatest. It's so weird By the limo though. with Alan Cumming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the greatest. Or You've Got Mail is my favorite movie. And I, I think often now, I don't know that that would be able to get made because I feel like so much of the dialogue in that would get cut because they'd say it doesn't have to do with the characters or, or, or the story because Nora's... There were there were monologues in that movie about wearing hats on subways or butterflies on subways, yep. wearing hats or these weird kind of things that were very Nora Ephron things. They'd say it's not moving the They'd story They'd say forward. cut it. Right. And that's what makes those movies so good to me. I think there's one thing behind that, fear. Yeah. There's a lot more fear now. And the 90s were a different time. We yeah. weren't holding on so tight. Okay, Danny, we have to go to a break and uh, we will be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, I'm taking over. I'm asking you all these questions now. I wanted to ask you this for mine, but uh, the David Letterman interview that was so memorable, of course, you getting on that. Yeah, you getting on the desk. But I want to know, like, would you, as a talk show host now yourself, would you like a moment, I guess, doing that? Because in your book, you talk about, like, how you didn't know how Dave was going to take it. No, actually, it was, I was terrified because I didn't plan it. It was all spontaneous. And it was clear to me that David Letterman was not a faker and he wasn't easy to please. And when he wasn't happy with something, he really let it show. And that was part of why we all loved his show because it was like, oh God, who's going to screw this up and make Dave mad? Yeah, yeah. You know? So yeah, I was terrified. And what's weird is I couldn't have known it at the time and I didn't know it until I called David Letterman, to talk to him about launching this show. And they got him to come here and surprise me for the birthday show. I don't think I've ever been more flabbergasted. But about a year before that, I, or maybe, I don't know, a year before that, I, I called him on the phone and I was asking him some advice and just sort of talking it out with him. And um, he said, you gave us so many gifts over the years And it was the first time it hit me like, oh, that was good for the show. Mm -hmm. Because in that moment, I was just worried about me as one girl and his reaction as one man. Mm. So, yeah, I would love something like that. Where is that era of television? Maybe I just need a desk and more things will happen like that. I don't know. Yeah. But your show does have, I mean, like just watching you. Machine Gun Kelly really blew me away. That one I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting him to say, I'm having a really hard time. And I just went, okay, in my mind, let's pivot. Yeah. Let's lean into this. Yes. And but a lot of people don't lean into that. Like when you get a moment like that, it's isn't it almost like a gift as an interviewer to get a moment like that? Well, also my lean into it was I would love to reach vulnerability with you. Um, I'd love to understand you more. And there is no gotcha within me as a human being. So in that moment, my pivot was, oh, maybe this person needs something different than being on a talk show doing a Manny. Maybe he needs a human being right now, human to human. That's all we are anyway. So God, let's just get down to basics right now. Um, And I love people's flaws and scars and life experiences. I took this show to my old apartment and the place I grew up. 
and the room where it happened, and as that famous saying goes, and the institution I was locked up in, because I just thought in season two, can we please remember all the things we've all lived through and experienced and not be ashamed of them? I don't want this polished crap. Mm -hmm. The only thing I want mm -hmm. polished here is the set itself. I yeah. want it to look money and beautiful and yeah. like Arc Digest level, but there is no veneer. That yeah. is such horse but that's when talk shows, I, in my opinion, that's when they don't work is when they're just the, there's the wall up. Right. And they're not able to connect. I, I hate that I'm going back to the Rosie O'Donnell show again. But what I loved so much was that she wasn't afraid to, and you have the same quality of like not afraid to feel sad, feel happy. Like when she had Barbara Streisand on, she didn't care that she was losing it. Like she, she whatever her feeling was, yeah. she allowed it to come out and didn't feel like, oh, we, I, I'm getting sad or emotional. I have to pivot away from that. Instead, it's like embracing that. Or, or your producer here also produced for Bonnie Hunt. And I love, I worship Bonnie Hunt. I love her. And she was on my show. And I, it was very early on in my podcast. And there was a moment I got really emotional. And I, I had remembered thinking like, just allow, just, be emotional. It's yeah. okay to be emotional. But I think in a weird way, the human instinct is to just be like, no, I'm going to pivot away or, or keep my cool or yep. something. No, instead be of just excited. Yeah. Be, be excited, excited. Be sad. Be whatever. Be Just don't try to be a tough guy and don't try to be a cool guy, mm -hmm. even scarier. Like that I just don't relate to. I'll never be cool. I also could trust anyone who has a sense of humor. Yeah. When you just take it all so serious and you've got that death grip mm -hmm. and you're, again, why are you trying to pretend to be cool? Why are you being so heavy, man? That was really my dad. I think I got that from him. Whenever I talk about stuff, oh, baby, you got to kick the bags. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, said so from the man the who doesn't own anything. <laughs> Whatever, dad. But I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. I, if we can just be comfortable to be ourselves, um, people have surprised me too that I, I didn't, you know, expect to have so much fun with and be so delighted with. I, I don't know. Every day is sort of a new experience and unexpected twists and turns. What about that dream list? Like, ha who have you not gotten yet? That Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. I want Tom Cruise so badly. I can't. He even never stand does an it. interview either. He's like very elusive. Now. But, wait, but do you remember? Okay, so I just went through this whole phase where I was reliving the War of the Worlds press tour. <laughs> this is crazy. But I was on YouTube. like the, It was like a, a Saturday or Sunday morning or whatever. And I got in this wormhole where I'm watching Tom Cruise on Oprah, like the couch jumping. Yep. I'm watching the whole press tour, the Matt Lauer interview, the everything. Oh my gosh, yes. And first of all, I was thinking, what was Steven Spielberg thinking during this? Because he's every interview he did at that time. Yep. It was not getting picked up about how great War of the Worlds was, which it was a phenomenal movie. The best. I can so, watch, so I've good. watched it 500 times. Instead, it's all like he, him bringing Katie Holmes out on Oprah, which I love. The, I live for that kind of talk show moment. But yeah, and then he stopped doing press. I just think he's such an icon. And he is an icon of talk shows. He is an icon of movies. He is an icon of business. He has longevity. I don't know what fountain he's drinking out of. I, I just believe that he's, you know, on a treadmill of life and never gets off. And, yeah. you know, I, I just, but he is someone that like my entire life, he's been like the guy and he's just larger than life. And I've sat at dinners with him. Like I remember, funny enough, for Batman Forever, 
Nicole Kidman was in that. So we all had yeah, this like yeah. dinner at the 21 Club and I got sat at Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise's table. Um, what a cast that movie was, Batman Forever. Like I know. Another time what? I sat at this Madonna Gucci benefit um, from Malawi and I was sitting with him and Katie Holmes. I'm not kidding. Who is he better with, Nicole or Katie? That's such a great question. Um, like who who did he look more natural with? I know I'm trying to play the film back in my head. Neither. <laughs> well, different circumstances because when he was with Nicole, um, I don't believe they had had children yet at that point. And when he was with Katie, they had just had a child and they were talking very playfully because they were talking about their kid oh. and that their kid, Suri, was into Rihanna. And like, um, so it was like a, a different side of him. What was Debbie Mazar like? I love her. She was in Batman Forever with you. Yeah, she's so nice. Okay. Cool. Cool chick. Yeah, yeah. Like she she's kind of Italian. Yeah, cool. she has that attitude that like I don't have. I'm a panderer. I'm a Labrador <laughs> in heat. I think I don't know if Tom Cruise would think I was his cup of tea because I'm too excitable. I, mean, I don't know if that's his thing. <laughs> um, who's been the best scene partner you've ever had? I think I have a guess of who like who were you like, this is the best actor I've been in a scene with? I have a guess, but Well, tell me. Jessica Lang. I mean, Grey Gardens, it's that, you two in that, it's like mind-blowing. I think that was probably the most romantic love story I've ever been a part of telling. Mm. And to me, I grew up on films like Paper Moon and Midnight Run um, and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, these films to me that are like the greatest love stories ever told, and there is not a sexual element to them. They're just deep, deep mm -hmm deep love and connection and human, you know, humanity. So I don't, I think sex convolutes things. And when you just get down to when people truly like think that life is better together, that's a more compelling love story to me. I saw you, you were with Cameron in your Druber segment. Yeah. And you were talking about tra planes, trains, and automobiles. And you're like, we should just do that again. I know. I talk about that, it with Sandler all the time, too. I felt like I two-timed. But the, um, that's, there's a scene with John Candy and Steve Martin in that where it's like this heart-wrenching scene in the middle of this hilarious movie. But it's, it's at is the it end. Is it the I like yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. It's, My wife likes me. Oh, it's so good. It's the best. Yeah, I love that movie. It's a masterpiece. So Jessica Lange was the best. I think without it being a traditional love story that includes partners who are going to engage sexually, yeah. yes, absolutely. Tell me a Penny Marshall story. Oh, my God. Penny. Um, Penny Penny's, I mean, she's such a character, you know? Um, and she was fun, too. Like, we used to party and, like, have such a good time because she's old school. We're us old school girls, ladies. We know how to have a good time. You know, we were raised in an era where, like, you know, you smoke, you drink, you imbibe, you have a good time. You know, like, no one's sitting around going, oh, I really got to get up for that workout. Like, that's not what happens when you're hanging out with Gary Fisher and Penny Marshall. No one's thinking, I got to get that 100 ounces of water in a day. And talking about women moving <laughs> stories forward, and, I mean, Penny Marshall doing movies like A League of Their Own, or, I mean, you mentioned Carrie Fisher and yourself. I talked about this with but you. But Nancy Myers, if I'm around her, I'm <sighs> so 
freaking intimidated. She I, follows me on Instagram and I'm so scared she's going to unfollow. Like I'm so nervous about it all the time. I'm like, I can't look because I'm nervous she's going to unfollow. I don't know how a woman can get women so much and yet I couldn't like, I, I'm so f- terrified to alienate Did her you too. ever work with Nancy? Yes, I did this film called Irreconcilable Differences with her and her husband at the time, Charles, Charles Shire. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But, so, I mean, her movies, do you have a favorite? Something's Gotta Give, uh, The Intern. I uh, might say it's Father complicated. It's complicated. It's yeah. Something's Gotta Give and it's complicated. Something's Gotta Give so good with Diane typing at the computer in and that. And crying. In that outfit. I talked about your scream outfit. It's basically a Diane Keaton outfit from Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. It's like that cream sweater. Ah. No, she really. That house, that house, I, the beach house. I know it's uh, and Nancy, um, but I I don't think that Nancy Myers is like a Penny Marshall or a Carrie Fisher to party with. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's just my my inkling. <laughs> but um, she'd throw like a really good dinner party. I feel like. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Danny. I don't even know if we covered stories today. It doesn't matter. We covered enough. Yeah, I think just yeah. being able to chat it out and talk about life and. All things pop culture, humanities, entertainment, storytelling, pretty much covered it all. All the things that you get at the Drew Barrymore show. All the things that you're also incredibly interested in and dedicate a lot of your life and a lot of your listeners are, you know, on the teat. They want the Danny Pellegrino (laughs) download. Um, They can get it. Everything iconic wherever your podcasts are available. That's exactly right. And your (laughs) podcast is so gangbusters. Thank you thank for you, coming you, on this you. one. Really and thank truly. Thank you. I love you so much. I'm so grateful to you. I I'm, can't say how grateful I am. Thank well, you. I'm very proud to be on your podcast. I'm very honored that you had come on ours. And everybody out there who is listening to this, I never assume anyone is listening, but I would be so excited to know that you are. Because if you are, this is all for you at the end of the day. And if you would like to follow the Drew's News podcast, wherever you get your podcast, because we're on all these different platforms. So it's all about wherever you find your comfort zone and your little files of your shows, we'll be there. And you can tell anyone you know. I mean, I don't know. Like you could be, you know, where could someone be and tell somebody? You can post it on Instagram. You could re- post on your stories that you're listening, that you're enjoying this. Go rate, review, subscribe, follow wherever you're listening to the podcast. It really helps a lot. Share with a friend. Danny, that is so much more professional. Normally I'm telling you to tell your cats or, <laughs> no. you know, tell your cats to tell their cats' friends. Like that yours is much more productive. Now share with a friend. If you are meeting a friend for coffee right now, tell your friend, hey, I just listened to Drew's News podcast. Loved it. Or your cat, whatever you're into. Yeah, the- By the way, <laughs> people talking to plants actually boosts the plant's life. So tell your plant all about Drew's News if you want. And um, and click that subscribe or follow button wherever you listen. If you listen on Apple, Spotify, wherever, it really helps so you get all the updates and then you'll get all the new episodes every time they come out. You'll get them updated. Well, and guess- a lot of people don't click that button and it takes two seconds and it's really helpful to us podcast. Podcasters. This is why you have a good podcast, Danny, <laughs> and why obviously I'm new here and telling you to tell your plants and cats. All right. Also, if you want to kick it in a whole different fashion, be sure to watch the Drew Barrymore Show every weekday by going to the thedrewbarrymoreshow.com. Yeah, you know that WWW thing? That will actually enable you to go into the top right corner, type in your zip code, and then you'll find where your local time and channel is. And as always, we make this show for you. So please. Yeah, and set your DVR. Oh, yeah, exactly. Danny. And if you miss a day or the DVR screws up because that happens, go to the YouTube channel. Watch the clips there. You can get it. You get Drew 
Barrymore every day. Okay, do we realize how great that is? Let's not take this for granted, people. Go watch, listen, subscribe, follow, get your Drew fix, because this is a privilege for all of us. <laughs> I love you, Danny. So please. So much. I you are not, a privilege in human form. We'll not accept anything else. All right, we make this show Bye. for you. Take love it with you. you. Bye. <laughs> Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.